Irish, Scottish. German? Uh, there's German in there, but it's smaller percentage. Mostly, um, I'm Irish, Scottish, and then my... So one of my grandmas was all Irish. One of my grandpas was all Scottish. Um, another one of my grandpas was all Norwegian. And then my grandma was German, Dutch, Something. Swedish, probably, yeah. So all Northern European. Correct. Yeah. So we're here with Lincoln Thurman, joyfully in North Dakota, Sioux Falls. South Dakota. South Dakota. My bad. Yep. We're down south. Down south. Down south up north. <laughs> yeah. What a beautiful town. Indeed. Uh, one of the things Maddie and I noticed right away was just how well the commons are protected, defended, built, maintained. So it's a nice neck of the woods that we're seeing. I brought them to a neighborhood that uh, I grew up in. That's one of my favorites, aesthetically. Yeah, definitely got good aesthetics. So uh, you were just starting on um, what how the lights started to go on and how you started to make sense of your life and the truth. And one of your first entries was the trivium. You said you started to apply it in all areas of your life, probably to your own thinking, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, it was a method that I just picked up and I just uh, made sense to me because at the time I was working through so many problems of rhetoric from different people. Ties into the fallacies, all the logical fallacies. Was yeah. it that part? Yeah. yeah. You got ad hominems at you and... Uh, Basically reverse inputting the information, the right. data that I was inputting. And when I would do that, I'd start to connect the lines and I'd run back through the information and figure things out that mm -hmm. solved problems. Right. That were, you know, exerting themselves forcefully at other people. I guess that's kind of all it started. And then when did you get introduced to Propertarianism and Sheepdog Group? Mm. Many years later? Or? The, the source? Yeah. You it know? was several years later because I think we started in the Trivium long time ago. Yeah. Decade, maybe. Seems like. I think I just got it five years ago. I couldn't believe that I didn't have that in high school. Would have made things so much easier. Yeah. But it went pretty much from uh, a mutual friend in Hawaii introduced me to Bill. Bill introduced me to Jan, Irvin, and Kurt. And Bill and Kurt, or Bill and Jan were going at it. So okay. I was kind of involved in that whole debate and fallout and then the the, <laughs> the whole thing on Kurt uh, what, what Jan's arguments to Kurt so it's, it's just really cool to see it after a while that Jan implodes like he should right you know he deserves think, to have that world collapse on him yeah I mean I, I at some point you got to turn off the you know well, you're CIA or you're this or you're that everybody who disagrees with me is is CIA yeah yeah, yeah exactly 
And then I just couldn't believe how he'd be a trivium guy and then totally flip to like a, a Bible thumper that that was now the source of the truth and the <laughs> trivium was embedded in it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but have you read the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, exactly. Like, oh, what happened to him? But anyway, when he burned, uh, when he burned Bill, especially when Bill was really trying hard to give a pathway for Christians so long as, you know, right. there was truthful, warranted, due diligence speech. Basically, Bill was doing the uh, original framework of how to upgrade the trivium. And that's where it adds warranted due diligence speech. It's parsimonious. That's where you have commensurate along all scales and timelines. You know, it's all this additional stuff that was an advancement to the trivium. Uh, I mean, it was overly obvious which one was trying to hold the method back. And I think, um, to go back to your previous question, it was um, Jacob Steen Madsen and Jarrett Sanchez and Jan Irvin and myself in the Trivium years back, and it was just this group of education. And Jan mm-hmm. showed up about the fallacies. Everybody just hopped on bandwagon with that. It was great. But there's also a couple other guys that really were in there also that I think need some credit because I, I haven't... I mean, to the best of my knowledge, I think <clears throat> Jacob has kind of... He's gone into politics somewhere. Um, Oh, I can't see it. Where he's at. Um, Madsen is into cosmogenesis, stuff like that. But well-read people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I kind of got into the Trivium was back then. And then I think Bill came into the Trivium, and I liked Bill. Yeah. Bill was like kind of the henchman for Jan for a while, yeah. helping to uh, protect protect him in uh, online debates and attacks and stuff like that. Hey, easy, Jan. Quit freaking out on your buddies. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then did Bill introduce you to Kurt, or how did you find out on Kurt's work? Bill introduced me to Kurt. Yeah. yeah. Was it uh, just like that, or did you have some hesitancy? I had some hesitancy. I didn't like the overt aristocratic, you know, God save the queen type stuff. That was. Yes, I did have my reserves initially. <laughs> Um, because it was, yeah, it was obviously, it was, um, God save the queen and aristocratic, yes. Yeah. That was a little bit, wait, wait, now that goes against what I've already thought about now. And and now I got to think about more. Come on, Kurt. Yeah. (laughs) But the natural hierarchy and meritocracy made sense. I just didn't see. Of course. Uh, (laughs) but if you miss the part of them totally turning into parasites, or some huge percentage of aristocrats and, quote, nobles at this point. Well, I'll I'll drop the word nobles. I I do think there are nobles there that are probably still noble and good. And that's part of one of the things I want to do is when we get the middle class aligned with those that are upwardly mobile and with the entrepreneurs that have had great breakthroughs, there's probably a, a, an amazing group we can bring together and we can fight back the parasitism and lies. Yeah, I think we can root it out. Yeah, and I bet the nobles that are in there that have survived this long and tried to keep their uh, house and their name clean would love to shake off the bad. I think they'd love to identify it. Yeah. They'd only uplift themselves. 
So then you get into it. Uh, so maybe that was just a couple of years ago, Repertarian and Sheepdog. So you were there in the split where Bill kind of went the direction. I think yeah. it was more around autonomy versus sovereignty, which one was more. Anyway, um, yeah. they had a split, but now it's kind of like the Sheepdog is all about family and the, the middle class and the importance. Like the middle class is the inertia and the momentum of the whole thing. If, if we, and we're not, we just talked about this, we're not particularly political. We just want to get the job done. So right now there's a conversation of how do we politically move the middle class that doesn't want to be political? That's a good question. Um, I myself identify with being middle class and I don't really want to be political. Um, I'd rather have my tax money go to people that are more qualified, like Kurt or Bill, yeah. to take care of those things. Right. And I like working. That's my family heritage is working. Right. And we were pioneers in this state. You know, my family had, my grandma and grandpa had 15 kids, right? You know, had a farm. Awesome. Busted their asses. Yeah. You know, hay baling records, shit like that. Right. And, that's what I do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like to get my hands on stuff. Uh, you're not going to fix it if you want to get your hands dirty. And I mean, I've taken that into my life and work. I've had several online businesses. I, even in the country now, I went from country to city, you know, as a kid, mm. but from city back to country. Mm. And these guys are well qualified. I mean, they've been working in ag and they work on just about anything you think of some of the best mechanics around mm -hmm. and they put me right in with them to work on some of their best equipment and you know I, I apply different methods that these guys have taught me just to my thought processes on mm. how do I you know you know identification organization communication you know and make it work right observation identification organization finally communication or oper operationalize it but yeah, I mean, those things, I, I apply them when I'm working on stuff and I'm building things and I enjoy working my land, making it better. Uh, you know, contributing to the commons up there and they like it. And I, actually, honestly, <laughs> uh, that city that I'm at uh, was founded and still taken care of by Freemasons. I mean, they get a big sign up on the side of the town and right. stuff. It kind of weirds me out a little bit, you know. Yeah. But obviously they like me a little bit somehow. I don't know how. But we've gotten along and I don't know them. I don't know who they are. You didn't get the secret handshake? No, I haven't gotten the secret handshake. <laughs> you haven't had to go to the lodge? No, nope, I haven't. They haven't even asked me to join their secret club. <laughs> Right? <laughs> oh, God. I not. We'll edit that. <laughs> or not. Doesn't matter. Um, I'll have a beer, please. So you're up there. You're working on the commons. You, you, and um, I, I get that you're optimized to, to work. Like your genetic your ancestry, like a hard-working backbone, 
probably very uh, pragmatic and productive, you know. And if you don't have an end of the day where you've completed and done something, it's it's a bum out. It's a bad day. There's zero tolerance for failure yeah. in, in my work because yeah. people that fail in my line of work, they kill people or they get killed. Right. I think we need more of those lines of work. Like we got to take out. Uh, there's so, for example, if you remove the speed limits, which I think they did in one of these Midwest states in one of the towns, they still found that people didn't ridiculously speed. Right. You know, they right. took curves at not far off from what the recommended speed was, and basically they just didn't have to <laughs> impose a cost or babysit people. You know. Right. And I would think that where you make uh, a higher punishment is if it does impose a cost, if, if someone's speeding leads to a fatality or a major injury for somebody, then it becomes tremendously punitive. Right. And then why put that person in prison so now we're paying double restitution? We're paying to keep them in prison rather than have that person, you know, slave for the person they injured or something. I mean, it's a wild concept, but you could have. It ain't wild to me. You know, you pay Sounds direct natural. restitution. Now, what what type of polity would have to show up that would then be okay that you now have a slave under your roof, you know, for 15 years for the death of your child or whatever? Or do you then sell that off to someone else and then you got, I don't know, there's a way to think through it, but you'd have to be a tough motherfucker to carry slaves at your property then. You know, you'd have to have your own gun, you'd have to be, you know, on it and watching and making sure. Anyway, wouldn't, thought, be a, wouldn't be a bad thing for you know a hunter or man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like actually a actually a pleasant chore. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you know, a little different. Well, I think it'd certainly make people grow up. It would. Yeah. Exactly. You'd also What's be way more that? alert on the highway if you know that there was no speed limit and anybody could wipe you out like that. So you're you're on high alert, like you should be. You take, you take from me, I take from you. Yeah. I mean, I think one of my favorite lines in, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Hatfields and McCoy, but Kevin Costner was talking to a, uh, well, he happened to be a little fellow of the tribe that was um, an attorney, and he was trying to scam him out of his rights of trees. And he brought... And he was claiming that it was from, I don't know, some relative died, you know, yeah. so far back, and he'd signed it over to him. He had this paperwork that said that he'd signed it over to him. Well, then he brought the gravesite of the relative to his office, and he came out. It's like, well, this, you know, this predates your paperwork, so obviously he didn't sign that, so you tried to bamboozle me. Now, it's only fair that you wanted to have all that is mine, it's only fair that I have all that is yours. Awesome. <laughs> that is great. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Costner. Awesome. Oh, and I don't know if I told you this, but I think one thing that I like so much about Bill's voice yeah. is he sounds a lot like Kevin Costner. And he's like one of my favorite actors because, you know, he does westerns and rides right. horses well. And, yeah. You know, these are things that I can see in westerns. and You can tell that he's done it right. a lot. And I like Bill. He's an old battle axe. He he gets in there and he he supports his he's a fucking sheepdog through and through. Yeah. 
know. It's one thing that I've always respected about Bill is his ability to take care of his pack. And you've you've known him probably longer than anybody, even in this group, because you knew him almost the formation of the Yon personality. I guess I don't know. And then Bill came into that circle, so you knew him back then. And it and it, it was a couple months back that Bill posted a thing where we'd known each other for four years, and I'm like, I don't buy it, Bill. <laughs> I feel like I've known you over a it. decade. Like, I don't know. I might have been reading him before the four-year mark, you know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is, but <laughs> like this is bullshit. Cause... <laughs> so one of the things I like to ask the sheepdogs is problems and solutions, and then kind of future cast, best case scenario, or we can also work through some worst case scenario. What what's closest to your heart that you see as a big problem? Like what, and what's a problem that maybe is within a domain that you could put effort to to fix? or to teach others to fix. So we've, we've talked anywhere from immigration issues to R versus K reproductive strategies, IQ distributions, uh, parasitism. Uh, you know, we've, we've done a wide gamut already. What I'd like to get a little more specific is where you feel you may have some agency so it's not such a problem so far removed. Not to say that you wouldn't help or participate with fixing those problems, but maybe there's a problem that you notice that uh, is a little closer to home. You've dealt with it personally, or I'd say starting in the home. Okay. Because when you can, I mean, that's one thing that I think that's great about you and Maddie is when you have that shared communication. You mm -hmm. know, the understanding. Just even be able to introduce people to those concepts. Yeah. I mean, man. It really helps. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And if you can, if you can work through that and establish the home, and then work outward. Goodness. Fundamental. Because then you have bag up at home, and you yeah. work as a team. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. Well, to add on to that is, it is wonderful to have this home base together. And Maddie and I do plan to have family, um, a Viking clan is what we're shooting awesome. for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to get her career a little more locked in so that she can take uh, kind of a, a primary role to motherhood and have the business still run. Right. So we're hustling for that. So from the, from the family, another one is career. So we're both kind of on that point of what we'd like to create. And then the third thing is obviously the selection of friends. And so our friends have been online with a number of them you know, offline in Hawaii. But a big part of this was go see people in their, uh, in their home base and what they're like and what's important to them. And so it, it's really added a, a tremendous amount of richness to our friendships, which is great. It is. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was just pumped to see you guys in real life. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a bumpy road for a lot of us out there. Right. Working day in, day out, and yeah. not being able to talk about talk about the obvious things that that pop up, and like, and thirty day bans, thirty day bans, <laughs> the killer. <laughs> it's like why, why me? <laughs> and you know, you like to think that you can outsmart it. But, you know, there's just so many of them, and ah, fiddle. What do you do? But yeah, it's 
it started at home. It's it's seeing everybody else go through the same struggle, but look at how much it's growing. Like there's so yeah. many people now. And sure you pick up, you know, a little little error here, a little error there, but you don't you don't fucking browbeat them with it. You know, you yeah, sure. Maybe mention it, you know. Yeah, you know, throw it out there a little bit in a way that they can entertain it because they've already entertained things to an extent to where that they've learned something from it. And, you know, if they got that ability, not going to stop. We never did. Well, what I, <laughs> what I like about the guys, including the, the whole host of alt accounts that I'm friends with too, is that they, they'll, <laughs> they'll throw an account you know, on a because they they're just you know shit posting, trolling, but saying the truth or right. attacking it from many different angles. But then if you get those guys on like a, a on on a long form post, they're brilliant. Yeah. You know, so you see that there's a, a whole again depth or breadth of character that they can act like a shit poster, they can act like a troll, they're gonna, and then they'll do this, and you're like, wow, but, you know. yeah. So I, I love to see that, and it yeah. does wake up the conversations. And they it actually apply themselves for a minute, and you're like, well, then I guess there's a bit of brilliance <laughs> behind them. Yeah, and they <laughs> the get the reciprocity, seat. you know. Yeah. They'll, uh, if somebody does something short and argumentative and attacking to them, they'll go right back at them. And so. Thank you, Maddie. It says, keep cold and pour hard. Oh, the wine? Pour yeah. out. No. Or the bottle. Okay. So Lincoln was saying in terms of where do we start? Start at the family. And he was he just missed that. He said how much it's rewarding to see that we have the same vision. Huge. It's a huge leg up that we have shared vision that we can have a good Even home. In mine. Oh I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I mean it, it's <clears throat> when you so okay. Society is built society, right? And we've come up through a learning curve inside of a society. Mm-hmm. And then you have networks of friends that you meet somebody. I mean, there's all these throwbacks. Because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like you're growing up with people that celebrate the same traditionalisms or sure. you know, the same culture, heritage. It's mixed and it's fucking confusing. It's a goddamn maze. Right, and then you know you go to a party and you meet so and so and they're nice and they like fucking flowers too you know and hanging out and walking through trees and shit like that yeah you know whoop de doo woo but you know then the old programming kicks in from the romanticism or whatever you got you know and you buy into it nature kind of has its course and. Then you're thrown into this big pickle where you got to rework all the conditioning, all the programming. Mm-hmm. And if you already have somebody that understands and celebrates some of the th- same things you do, fuck. That's so cool. Well, in, to connect it to trivium is, you know, truth seeking. It's like a truth test. Mm-hmm. And then propertarianism, the sheepdog effort as well, br- bringing forth truthful, due diligent, warranted speech. 
So it always has a focus on truth. And what I've said to Maddie is said our relationship first and foremost is to the truth. Our relationship comes second to that because it's just as easy. Now we're now we have an alignment. And uh, the other thing that's big in my house is I just have two rules: tell the truth and do your own work. Do your goddamn homework. <laughs> That's what I've always said. <laughs> do your only homework. <laughs> Fucking lying. <laughs> I do that too. Well, there's a lot of people that could do really good to do their homework yeah. and stop lying. Yeah. So one of the just because it's convenient for an argument doesn't make it so or like Kurt or whoever actually said it the truth is you know it's it's not desirable it's undesirable I think that's the, expensive. yeah it's expensive it's costly yeah and it takes time but the rewards oh shit exponential yeah well, it takes far too much time money and energy to keep up an empire of lies and it's it's cracking. It's it, you can see how desperate they're getting, in their efforts to crack down on censorship. Uh, you know, and hate speech and things and like that. Something that I'd like to add to that is, uh, and in many, as many of um, different situations where I've been in that are, are ridiculously costly. I mean, you know, just life-threatening or mm -hmm. serious fucking problems, right? If you have that knowledge at that time, how much cost does that save you? I mean, you know, it, it's, I don't know how I want to say it exactly. But when it comes to count, mm -hmm. it's when it counts yeah. most. Because you have the same situational awareness. You have the same, you know, critical thinking about the environment around you. You have the same skill set how to avoid it or how to diffuse it how to bypass it circumvent it however you want to put it survive it yeah you know yeah don't don't put yourself in a situation like i'm so stunned that some of these uh women would go backpack alone oh. into muslim countries and get turned into uh chop chopped up and everything like absolutely what? boiled my blood i Watch that video. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. You don't even want to know what kind of... I don't even want to know what kind of person I turned into being in that situation. Sure. So... Uh, actually, I kind of would. Fucking Lincoln. Fucking Lincoln. There's an opportunity for particularly white groups, white males, that enough is enough. Like we've had, we're the most tolerant of out groups. We're the least nepotistic in group. Uh, we have built the high, you know, high trust commons. We're getting to a point where the patience is gonna snap. I do think what you're saying of being well prepared, situational awareness, uh, trying to avoid maybe major fallouts in cities or areas that could be the most disastrous um, or fun, depending on your perspective. Right, I, I go from either or. Yeah. But um, 
I think about it and I guess my impulse, and maybe this is also from the travels, is to see how the network helps share the information and where is the safest place to be and uh, to be able to call up a pack, you know, a wolf pack pretty quick to, you know, protect a realm and go from there. I just don't know what, what is or when would be a tipping point, flashpoint to go from cold to hot and how well we could manage it. So Maddie was just saying today, what if there was some stooge that went out and did a, a totally stereotypical race attack and claimed that they were a propertarian? Exactly. You know, now we have a false flag against us when all we've been doing is due diligent speech and research, applying the scientific method to try to solve social problems and now we get lumped into something and it, it creates a huge burden on us. I don't think it's a matter of what if, I think it's when that we might have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a matter of, it's just a matter of time before. What we're doing is we're trying to rework the problem to see if there's any way that we can solve it properly. Yeah. And obviously being Propertarians, we want reciprocity, we want decency, we want civility, we want to... Exhaustive forgiveness is in there. Uh, Kurt is particularly enthusiastic that every problem is solvable. Right. Why isn't it? It's a problem. It should be. Right. You know? And I think that's one thing that we, people that think like us in the first place, understand. Oh, God, it's a problem. Yeah. I get my hands on it. <laughs> I can work on this. Yeah. You know? But as uh, as white male middle class, we don't seek political gain or power. Right. It's hard to turn this into a political movement. It is. I'd... It's hard to turn it into a political movement, but I think it will. I think it's... I think it's its own entity. And once it gets enough momentum, I mean, there's not much that's going to be able to stop it. I mean, it, it speaks properly, it resonates properly, it's concise. Yeah. You know, does its due diligence. It's got its homework to back it up. True. You know, it holds its own water, it cuts its own wood. <laughs> so for men that seek that, it's a perfect fit. It is. Yeah. I just like to see it spread faster. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta go through those posts of the women backpacking through Muslim countries. You gotta right. go through so much. You know, how much have we actually tolerated over the years that we've had to watch? You can't do anything about. It. Yeah, and we're losing, we're losing cities, we're losing towns. Yeah, and walls not being built. Right. Yeah, I want a wall, but at the same time, I want more mass immigration, legal immigration than ever before. Oh, which one do you want there, buddy? Yeah. Same old rhetoric. It's just a new, just a new head. Right. New Muppet. <laughs> I don't mean to, I don't know. That's just the way I see it. So back to solutions, uh, family, friends, 
network of business, maintaining your high agency, dropping little gems to guys here and there. I do it all the time. Yeah. And if we went on a limb and talked about it, there's a whole lot of people that also see it. Yeah. That uh, I interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. And <clears throat> that we'll just be talking. And I'll just throw something out there. A little fact here and there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. You know? Like, that's that's it. You know? I'm sick of this shit. Like, yeah, me too. You know? And I'll fucking rally them up. <laughs> fucking works wonders for... And they're middle-class guys that have been working their asses off their whole life. Bodies are starting to wear down. Right. What are they going to do? Turn over their inheritance, their family lands to people that don't appreciate it? They yeah. can't even actually do a job from start to finish? Come on. Right, right. And they turn like that. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> fuck yeah, I knew. <laughs> Yeah. Another one for the militia. Yep, yep. Yeah, Absolutely. good. Absolutely. And the country boys, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny how Hollywood portrays city guys as bad guys. You know, oh, they're tough and they're bad. And they shoot everything except for the fucking target that they're shooting at, including <laughs> the fucking six-year-old trying to cross the street. Yeah. These guys in the country, holy crap. Right. 100 yards. 2,000 rounds loaded in the home, you know. Yeah. X, Y, Z, they're like, yeah, try to attack my house. You know, like, come over, you know, I'll talk to them. And I'm like, I'll tell them, I'll drop little facts. And they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck that. Come over, you got to see, <laughs> see what I got going on. And I go over there, I'm like, holy fuck, dude. This guy's you ready. Any, you don't have any alcohol in this place. <laughs> Is that a flamethrower? It's crazy. But, I mean, they're, they're guys that, so we can reach these guys. Yeah. The same guys we can reach. White, male, and middle class. They're just currently not, the not enemy the number proper, one. They're not on the proprietarian level. They're on right. A, they're on a confused level. They don't know who to identify with. They don't have the information. But you know, a couple of those big blocks in there, like you said, you drop a couple of those gems, and they're like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, and then maybe more dots connect and such. Oh. So to to start a political movement that's not political and to it's about aligning their incentives. From film theory, I talked about you got to have a primal goal, and you have to have primal drives. So usually, a primal goal: protection of your life or, or loved ones. Um, fear of loss could be there. Um, I, we haven't figured it out yet in terms of this big story that is unfolding for America. But I do know that most movies today do not have primal goals. They have like superheroes that are kind of far removed. You're like, oh, this guy has a special power and they're somehow badly wounded on the ground. I'm supposed to feel bad for them. Right. Like we're removed. We don't have, I like to give the example of that movie Taken. That was where his uh, daughter was held hostage. You know, I have a special set of skills. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that one was great, but it's great if you have a family and you cherish your family, you're going to be driven for the primalness of it. If we live in an atomized society, people don't have that connection. No. They don't feel the drive to protect their child or children. No, they don't. So if we do come up with a common bond 
and a common primal goal for white males, a middle class, that could be a substitute for a political movement or it could be the, the kinder, the kindling, the fire starter. Dirty word is white males. Right? Yeah. Why can't we identify as white males? And even that it's okay to be white was like 30 day Boom. ban. Boom. Something you posted was been removed. Yeah. So there's another way to approach it. I'm just saying if we, uh, and anybody can comment on the podcast, we're, we're looking for primal goals and for primal drives. Uh, they can be biological, instinctual. It has to be something that also works in an atomized society. So it has to be at an individual level and not just fear of death. It has to be bigger than that. I mean, that could be one of them. That obviously is going to make anybody hesitant to show up for uh, for civil war. But uh, it has to be it has to be something that I mean absolute hatred has to follow with it my humble opinion uh -huh. I do feel that you are better equipped for battle or and survival yeah. or survival pick yourself wit, have grit yep to have some sort of hatred and so let's clarify hatred and I've Studied the emotions from uh, a marketing. I think the standpoint. word itself is confusing uh -huh. because it could be also called protectionism or you know, survivability or you know. But hatred could be uh, long-term anger. Right. Yeah. Now anger uh, activates around I'm right and you're wrong. It's that there's been an injustice. And people will remain angry until they either figure out that they're actually wrong and the other party is a little more right, or um, you figure out that you're right. And then your anger diffuses. So if Maddie and I get in a fight, we could, you know, what are we angry about? Who's right? Who's wrong? That helps to diffuse the anger. Or if my son does something, I tell him to say sorry pretty quickly because you you know that you've done something wrong and then we can then it won't build additional anger on top of it right but I think that's a different arena than it is a man and a man settling the survivability issues well we might yeah but still what I want to clarify in terms of like social justice warriors and the left they totally think that they are right a lot of their hatred and angry anger against the white male patriarchy is from their belief that we are the oppressors and they are the oppressed and they have all the moral license to do and to fight the oppression. Marxist thought processing. Totally. So part of breaking down their critique is showing how they are incorrect and that they are wrong and that we are right. That is just one way to solve, just to diffuse the anger, but we also have anger on our side. But I think it's the one that takes the torch that sets the law and I think the ones that know the law that should be law should yeah. take the fucking torch right because meaning if they're carrying the torch as of now and they're being backed we might have to take back the torch yeah not only being backed sanctioned police department stepping down you have prosecution against uh, 
you know, people on the right, like what was the life sentence for the guy who was trying to get out of the Charlottesville? Yeah. And she had a heart attack. The woman who died it wasn't even direct proximate cause to his car. Right. He was being attacked. Right. I mean, I think that's, they're trying to make that a warning to silence the right. They're doing it every day. Yeah. Their, their court system is doing it every day. I mean, I've even, where I'm from, there are local police that talk to me about how they feel that the Sheriff's Department is saying that the local PD is wrong and they don't like how they're trying to force themselves right. on the city. And it's actually right. I mean, they have these standards, they have these no arrest lists. Really? Yeah. yeah. They have uh, these protocols of how to actually take care of certain calls that they get in and men are the ones that get the bad end of the deal. They have, I'm friends with them. They talk to me. They've confided in me certain things and sheriffs are different. Right. And local PD. And it's playing out in my hometown. Wow. Do you think that's gonna come to a head? Yep. Yeah, I think this is a pretty interesting point. Or you can make it more general. Just, I, it sounds like it's happening in other places as well. Well, <clears throat> so we haven't, brings me back to my previous point. The place was founded by Masons and there's clubs around the town. Uh, the lake itself is comparable to, I think it's Massachusetts. They have a lot of money up there. Mm -hmm. um, people around the lake. They have clubs, um, swingers clubs, stuff like that. Mm. They actually help build up the businesses in the town. You know, if you agree to our club, we'll make it prosperous, stuff like this. Mm. Um, there's people that work for the PD and there's people that work for the Sheriff's Department. <clears throat> and they have a liberal judge that's sitting um, and the PD has been, seems like a lot of road pirating, I would call it, pulling people over for this and that. There's a lot of drugs up there. They allow a big meth trade to go on. Oh, jeez. Because they have native lands up there to where people will buy trailers, campers, etc. They'll take them out on a piece of land, cook a bunch of product. I mean, they're actually famous down here. All the best drugs are coming from up there, you know worked for a security firm here in town for a while. And uh, the guy that owned it was telling me all the best shit drugs come from up there. <laughs> go up there, it's kind of obvious. People come and go, never seen them before. I can identify them because I have previous experience in being a hippie <laughs> when I was younger and traveling with families and going to festivals and shit like that and free love and equality and bullshit <laughs> and uh so i had the ability to identify these anomalies you know and, right 
And I started, you know, there's a couple times that when I started meeting some of those cops up there, I'd walk up to them like, dude, you guys know, you got like this huge drug network up here, and you're not doing shit about it. And you're like, yeah, 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 you know. And, uh, but it's, you know, how do you go about it, they said, and stuff like this. So anyways, we've developed a friendship over the years, and um, the PD, uh, I don't know, I have a... I, I have this, it's a supported idea from other people that the head is a part of this network that's up there. Okay. And there's an ex-cop that was fired because he arrested somebody over the no arrest list. And, you know, he's trying to see the city and the sheriff's department, you know, he was elected and he wants to play all nice. Was, but at the same time, he's like, they're fucking overstepping their lines and things are getting a little weird. Right. And it's kind of obvious that this stuff is happening in the country. And people are noticing it. I notice it. I just try not to touch it too much, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me so much except for the extent, the fact that I have a great situation up there. And I make a lot of money. I do well. Um, I take care of people. Uh, but you can see it's degrading the commons. It and is. there's there's parasitism and special privilege. Exactly. And, you know, predatory behavior is it's happening. It's predatorial legalism. So yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And they're implementing it. And these cops are even talking to me. They're saying, Lincoln, we're told to arrest men in certain cir circumstances, you know. We're told, you know, things that are obviously, it's, I wouldn't say it's, liberal bias but I would almost say it's communist bias I mean it's to break up yeah. people it's to cause harm it's, wow. it's not to actually work through problems or to fix things with people it's actually predatorial yeah. it's to actually break up families it's to cause damage to the commons to cause damage to reciprocity right it's actually <clears throat> it's not healthy for anything that an example I think of is that Bay Area Rapid Transit BART is not releasing videos of their crime anymore because they feel it will lead to racial profiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I like that one. <laughs> I get a kick out of it. And I don't mean that to be a dick. It's just, why not state the obvious because then they can fix it. Then you can fix it, yeah. Because they don't want it fixed, just like Maddie said. Well, that order out of chaos, you get to keep being at the levers of the power structure if you can show that the they society just... needs authority, they need protectors, they need laws, they need more security and order. But you yeah. keep making disorder, so they keep begging for more order. We're in Memphis, and... Um, they have police boxes on, well, where we stayed. The whole neighborhood had these police boxes with that flashing iridescent blue that's popular with police cars. Oh. And it was videoing at the same time. So it's basically under full police surveillance, this neighborhood, and they've basically accepted it. Like, that's their new norm, is that. Normalize the flashing lights and the sirens and pull over and obey my orders and... So I, I guess, I mean, this is a pretty 
bunch of black pills, but it sounds like there's a white pill here that there's the sheriff and sheriff's department, which is, if, if I'm right, it's the true law of the land is the sheriff. Sheriff's law of the land, yeah. I think the bigger white pill would be that the people are noticing it. Yeah. It's not just me that's talking about it. Yeah, okay. It's other people. Okay. What's the good news? Well, that is good. That first is people, you can't fix a problem that you haven't identified. They might right. not have the fullest extent of it. That's why getting involved with Sheepdog or Propertarian gives you the tools to improve your research and improve your arguments, give better citation uh, to back up your claims. Um, also understanding people's incentives applying this methodology to the social scientists, operating with race realism, IQ distribution, RK strategies. I mean, there's so many tools in the toolbox that you can get a very informed, clear understanding of how the world works and how it can work. Not to try to give too many oughts, but there's a lot of how it ought not to run. And that's really where we come from. What's one of the best things is that we do the via negativa. You shouldn't do this because it imposes a cost on others. So nice to hear. <laughs> and yeah, um, to add to that, yeah, it's uh, it. It is. <laughs> it's nice to just hear those words. That <laughs> threw me off, actually. Well, it's great. We've got a good group of guys, and that's why we're happy to cruise around and meet them and get time to talk. But dudes like Lincoln. <laughs> All right. Thanks for sitting with us. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you too, man. <laughs>